Welcome to Our Stories, a podcast of Lutheran Community Services Northwest. So today my guest is Phil Werfel from Thrivent Financial. And uh, Phil, thank you again um, for joining me. I'm going to start just by asking you to tell a bit about your story. So going from pastor to advisor to coach, and I'm sure other things in between and before and after, what drives you and what do you love about your work? Yeah, thanks. And I'll first shout out that you are now on a short list of people uh, that got my last name right the first time. So well (laughs) done. (laughs) Well done. Um, No, man, it's been such a fun journey getting, getting to where I am now. I am uh, I'm the kid of missionary parents. I grew up in the jungles of, of Papua New mm. Guinea. Um, and something that was just kind of ingrained in me from a very, very young age was um, that that I was I was called to be a leader. Uh, that just was always, and not in a prideful way in any way, shape, or form, but just that there was a responsibility of, of kind of per- being purposeful with what I did because mm. it would it would always be some form of leadership. Um, And so that led me, you know, kind of in a lot of directions early on, but I ended up in a, in a ministry um, career as a vocational minister for a lot of years. I was a a student and worship pastor at a number of different churches. And, and through that course of time, I found that, you know, various forms of kind of how we ran ministry, various churches, versions of different things, all of that. But what I loved consistently was sitting down face to face with um, the you know the people that I was doing ministry with either the the parents or the students or or the congregation members um, or even then when I started doing more and more of those conversations with you know my ministry partners my volunteers um, it just there was so much life in those conversations mm-hmm. and uh, along the way one of my a campus pastor that I had worked alongside reached out. He had started working with Thrivent, you know, maybe a year before. And he just said, Phil, man, we, we work together. I know what you love about people and ministry. And um, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you, you should talk to Thrivent because I think you would absolutely love it here. And he was right. I Mm. I had that conversation and it was just really clear that um, it was this celebrated everything that I loved doing uh, with, you know, in, in my interactions with people. And so my ability to continue to kind of help lead, lead people in the discovery of how to solve problems, how to get to, you know, the places they were trying to go. And, and now with the tool bag of, of kind of financial resources to help them get there. Nice. I love that. Thank you for sharing that bit about how you got here. And I, I can, I've, knowing you, I can affirm that as a leader, uh, you just have that presence. And so I, um, I was wondering if you could share a bit about Thrivent. I mean, I'm familiar with the company and have been for years and a great partner when I was working at Habitat for Humanity on house builds and community development. And, uh, but for those that don't know, could you say a bit about the company? And uh, first of all, just tell us a little bit about Thrivent and then I'm curious to know how you've leaned into your values as a company through the challenge of the past 12 months through COVID-19. Yeah, man, a great, a great question there at the end. And obviously I, um, I love this company, so it's really easy to talk about Thrivent, but um, I, I didn't, 
coming on with Thrivent when I joined as an advisor, uh, at the time I didn't realize I already had a Thrivent uh, insurance policy in my pocket. I didn't, mm. my parents had taken one out, you know, when I was real young. Um, so I've been a, a kind of around this organization my whole life and didn't, didn't even know it. But, um, but then, uh, so Thrivent's been in the industry for about 120 years. They started as a, um, kind of a fraternal insurance company in the Midwest, you know, yeah. and there's, there's probably more story there, but starting kind of in farm country, Midwest USA, uh, as a, as an insurance company with the explicit desire to, to just provide kind of insurance protection for members of Lutheran churches, um, in a way that was easy to understand, was transparent, was, kind of really straightforward back then to, in order to get insurance or anything like that, you had to be part of these different kind of secret societies mm -hmm. and, and thriving didn't really want to be part of that. They said, Hey, let's, let's do something that's, that's different than that. And so this fraternal organization that just kind of from the get go was, Hey, let's, let's put our, our members first and just be really transparent about what we do. Um, and then it's built from there to where we are today. And we, we kind of broadened our fraternal, uh, connection. It used to just be that Lutheran relationship. Today, that fraternal relationship is Christianity. Uh, and so we, we work with a broader network of kind of core membership um, and expanded the company and, and the, the way we do business to be able to interact with anyone who would come to the table, mm -hmm. you know, kind of looking for the, the resources and services that we offer. So there's, there's avenues of advice and those kind of things that we can, we can share with anyone. Um, so that's probably the really fast version of Thriven yeah. is a, a Fortune 500 full full service financial services company um, that that does business with with anybody, but but our primary core members are are Christians, the Christian community across the country, um, and then really our values that that piece you said at the yeah. end that's the reason that I'm here. Uh, I have I have always deeply valued the ability for especially Christians, but for people to affect change in the community that they live in um, and certainly are the, the communities that they have a heart for. And, uh, and Thrivent was, was just kind of displayed that from the get go, uh, even in my interviewing with Thrivent. And, and I went to the home office at one point for some things. And I heard some of the executives over lunch talking about kind of a story they had heard about something that happened in this random town in Iowa because some financial advisor had heard about an opportunity and showed up and was able to, to help. And, and they're celebrating it around the table at lunch. And I thought, man, even our executive team carries this value mm -hmm. of, of holding up the communities that we, that we work and serve in. Uh, and so then in the pandemic, I, I mean, I think because we're fraternally owned, right? That means our members own us. Um, the seasons of life that we go through uh, that we're always positioned to, to kind of serve whatever the felt need is because mm. our members are the ones that are kind of driving that always. So there isn't some corporate executive in a, in a corner office deciding how we're going to, how we're going to serve people this year. It's, it's the members that own us. And so their community, you know, whatever the needs are in the communities that they live in, they're the ones really driving and affecting how, Thrivent interacts with those communities. And because of our fraternal position, a lot of what Thrivent does is directing, you know, financial dollars to, to those needs, mm -hmm. but also 
really kind of encouraging our member base to get involved with with whatever the local felt need is. So the pandemic just kind of displayed yeah. that once again. Hey, we're able to to adjust to whatever because we're we're run by the people who are who are boots on the ground, if you will. Yeah, that is unique, and I I've seen that from Thrivent this last twelve months, but even before. Uh, maybe the need is higher or more pronounced recently, but I think I've always appreciated that ethos of living generously as a as staff, but also clients. I think that are drawn to you uh, for that reason that 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 money and resources are sometimes just a means to an end to taking care of each other and walking alongside each other as a community. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And if someone is interested, so this is just uh, you know a quick plug for those who might be interested in being a client or even starting as a thriving advisor. Can they just talk to you? Is that a good step? Can I? So I just I picked up a book that I started the other day, which I don't know if this tells you how bored I am at this point, but I was reading the book on the number zero. I'm kidding. There's there's so multiple so voices in the background. Yeah, hold on. There. Just pause for one sec. Just the introduction at the very beginning, kind of. I'm going to pause. I don't know what happened there. I think another podcast started on accident. So uh, I will edit that part. So let me ask that question over and then I will. Okay. If that's all right. And then we'll just lead into that. So yeah, the, the beauty of a ability to edit totally. So, but great so far. Uh, cool. So Phil, if, if someone is interested in either being a client or even starting as a Thrivent advisor, could you, tell a little bit more about that and your process with that uh, and your role and can they just reach out to you yeah and and thanks for for teeing up a shameless plug there um obviously we 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 love the opportunity to to serve people financially right to to be able to kind of lean on our our strength as a financial services company and offer that resource so anytime someone's looking for that that's a it's one of our favorite conversations and and then that second part you asked about of, of maybe someone looking at the opportunity of being an advisor. So I, yeah. I talked about that, you know, kind of early years, this leadership thing throughout my career as an advisor, uh, there was a conversation happening kind of in the background of, Hey there, Phil, there's this, this opportunity to join our, our leadership team, which is really kind of field management, if you will, of, Hey, leading, leading our leaders, leading and coaching new advisors. And so as of about, you know, three, four months ago, I shifted uh, the majority of my time now is focused on identifying people who who are entertaining that conversation or that idea of going, hey, maybe financial services is the right career for me, mm. identifying those people and then kind of helping navigate that conversation, figure out if it's the right thing. And if so, helping them, them launch a, a successful career. And so I, I love that conversation yeah. um, because it's such a, a kind of a life change decision. And that's that's a great conversation to have. So yeah, I'd I'd love to chat with anybody in that arena. Nice. Yeah. Um, Can I, can I turn the tables and ask you a couple questions? I I have been looking forward to this conversation (laughs) for a little while. Um, And, and really because as we look at our two organizations here, I'm part of this, this organization that celebrates such a longstanding, great relationship with the Lutheran community. And you obviously operate in, and you know, Lutheran Community Services here in the in the Northwest has has for a very has a long time done such incredible work, um, and so I 
I would want to just a shout out to anyone who's listening who happens to know both you and I from separate arenas and are going, wait, I know both of those guys, yeah. but I didn't know they knew each other. So that's, <laughs> that's fun. I'm sure there are some people I'm that, sure. that land there. Um, and if there's people that know me that don't know you, Hey, all of you should go meet Elliot. Cause he's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> um, but talk a little bit, if you would, about kind of tell, tell maybe more of the story of who Lutheran Community Service is. I know your listeners kind of know that a little bit already, but for, for people listening, you know, from, from my world, a little bit more about that. And then that same question you asked me of, of what has the pandemic meant for how you mm -hmm. serve the community? Well, I like to say that we are, our history as an organization is essentially bookended by pandemics. So we are celebrating a hundred years this year of service wow. and we say health justice and hope as our mission and that's had many expressions which i'll mention a little bit but uh is 100 years ago of course we had a different pandemic happening and so i like to think about the last 100 years and all the things that have happened you know from uh, wars and refugees coming from different conflicts around the world to uh, needs for adoption and kids uh, to senior care and it really started somewhat organically, but there was the Lutheran Church and a few some pastors that came together and said, let's start uh, reaching out to those who are either down and out or need support. Um, the, we recently brought Compass Housing under our umbrella. And Compass is also 100 years old. And we have very similar roots. In, in fact, the same founder. And we were called Compass huh. Uh, mission as well, because uh, the name came from sailors who were coming in in the Seattle area who needed housing and food and a place to to be cared for. And so through the years, part of what has really set us apart is our ability to really respond to the needs of a community. And so now we have grown 100 years later to encompass eight different district offices around the Pacific Northwest in Washington, Oregon, and now launching in Boise. And uh, we have five core lines of service that really run the gamut from birth to aging with dignity and end of life care, uh, victim support, refugee and immigration work, uh, and you know, working within the criminal juvenile justice system with kids, which is how I started in my career as a counselor. So that really resonates. So we are one of the largest health and human services organizations, nonprofits in the Northwest and, wow. uh, and sometimes quietly doing our work. Um, but we also have a lot of, I know, crossover donors that give to LCSNW uh, also or Thrivent members. And I've even this week saw Thrivent Choice dollars coming in from uh, amazing people <laughs> around the Northwest. Um, so I know there's crossover there because there's similar values and commitment to the community. Um, so yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot going on. And so to your question around how we have responded in the last 12 months, well, one thing we had to, we've already doing a little bit of telehealth work through our behavioral health counseling work that had to go almost overnight sure. into, you know, the next level. And so we had a lot of donors that stepped up and gave money so we could buy laptops for staff. And there's another podcast episode where I interview a therapist who talks about, staying connected with some of his clients that just really were already questioning some of their teenager clients that were questioning their value as a human and how he was kept reminding them. So there's, there's a great story mm -hmm. there from James who I interviewed, who just said, 
you know, we would, we would drive by, you know, schools and houses just to try to remind kids that they were of worth. And he would tell, um, you know, tell some of his clients, even though you feel sort of broken and anxious and alone, and maybe running from home right now, we're here with you. So, you know, we were, I think one of the things we were really proud of, and I'm proud of, of the staff is just their resilience and their flexibility. And they just didn't stop. And those were some stressful days, especially a year ago around this time. And then another thing is, you know, yeah. we, uh, we have community resource centers, and those are a place for housing navigation for people that need housing or food, people that in, um, that need connections with food insecurity, that's really gone up, as you probably know. And so mm-hmm. um, we've made some new connections with like Food Lifeline and other partners, where now we're serving around 2000 families a month with fresh food options, especially because we serve, uh, you know, communities of color, refugee families, families that sometimes are underserved, or individuals even. Uh, and so we got a really nice grant from the Boeing employees where we purchased a van and appliances, commercial grade appliances where we can keep food fresh. And that I think was just another expression of how we tried to be responsive. And fortunately we had amazing donors step up through our COVID rap- rapid response fund. Lots of uh, foundations who didn't normally move fast <laughs> got together and started um, pooling resources. And so you saw that from Seattle Foundation and Murdoch Trust and Pierce County Connected, which was all these family foundations that got together. I mean, it, it was incredible. And I've been reaching out to some of these folks recently, just thanking them because um, we won't forget what that was like just to see the community rally around the folks that were doing the work too. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I, I love every time you and I talk, I learn I learned more uh, about what your organization is doing. And I'm, I'm obviously already a huge fan and I just get to be a bigger fan every time. <laughs> uh, um, you, um, so you said you guys are are 100 years old yeah. this year. Yep. Uh, but what I know of, of organizations is typically when you hit the 100 year mark, one, there's a celebration. Uh, but two, that also <laughs> means maybe it's time to set some some goals and and kind yeah. of in the midst of celebration. So say a little bit about that. What what does mm-hmm. that what does that mean for for you as an organization? And what are some of those goals you're setting? Good questions. Um, so we're celebrating all year in different ways. Uh, and what I love is that our different offices around the Northwest are getting creative with it. So some are doing like a hundred days of. Uh, service or kind actions in the community Um, or we have a bike ride that happens in Spokane that's coming up pretty soon and it's typically not that caps out at 75 miles well they're adding a century ride right so people can ride sure feeling up to it (laughs) 100 miles um, to to support but for those of us that don't want to ride 100 miles um, there are (laughs) lots of other things you could do we've started um, what we call our centennial circle, which is donors that are um, going, making a monthly commitment to us at $100 to celebrate 100 years. Uh, we have our circle of hope, which is for people who've typically been with us for a while that are doing planned gifts or requests. Um, and we've worked with Thrivent reps in the past to kind of have those conversations with donors. So there, there's lo- lots of ways people are kind of saying, yes, we want to celebrate. And we also see the increased need. So we want to stand behind you. Um, but we're also, yeah, we're just looking at where the future is going. And so I think one of those I mentioned before with our affiliation with Compass Housing, 
we we ask the question all the time in our strategic planning to our team, what do we need? And they often say we need more housing, which is obviously a huge need in our communities across the Northwest. And so that was part of the impetus for that affiliation that we hope to see grow uh, and look at different partnerships, creative partnerships around land development and uh, you know multiple uses of spaces. So I think if we're gonna continue to be relevant, we need to obviously have uh, multiple funding streams. And so we have you know, contracts, but I think a lot of it also comes from the ground up and from communities. You know, it's, it's rallying volunteers and it's working with uh, not just churches, but community groups, rotary groups. Um, and shout out to my rotary group, Rotary 8 here in Tacoma, that's been really involved uh, <laughs> in, 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 in sourcing stuff for seniors and, uh, you know, coming alongside and being creative with us. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, for people that are interested in following along, we have a, a page on our website that's dedicated just to this because um, we think it's an important moment. I feel a great honor being in this spot and being able to kind of help steward all this history. We're, uh, we're uncovering all kinds of really cool stories. In fact, some of our current staff, if you believe it, were adopted through our agency. How cool is that? So it's amazing. Um, so you kind of have this full circle moment happening. And so uh, lcsnw.org is our website. And so for anyone listening, uh, go and follow along on our stories. Uh, if you want to give or get involved, that's wonderful. If you want to share a story with a friend that helps us or invite us to come speak to a group, you know, so that we can just share what we're doing. That'd be great. Man. Thanks. Such a, such a great answer. Like, like I said, you just, there's always more layers. I keep learning more about <laughs> what, what you're doing. And I think I, I would, I would probably kind of close my part by saying, I just appreciate that in the midst of it feels like there's always, there's always need, there's always need, but there's yeah. always uncertainty of, of how to help meet that need. And, and the work that your organization is doing is, is involved in so many arenas of where that need is. Uh, and you're just a, a, a really, I, I really value the way your organization does business, your transparency, your honesty in the communities and just, hey, we're here to, to help and to serve and and you lean into that and do it and do it so well. And so this is, that's kind of my, like for whatever, for what it's worth, anybody who knows me that's listening to this conversation, like I, I love the work that Lutheran Community Services is doing, and I and I fully support it. Um, and so, thanks for for sharing some of that. I, I'm a story guy, you know that. And so, getting yeah. to hear those stories resounds yeah. so much with me. So, thanks. Same with me, and I appreciate our time together and our friendship. And I think uh, one of the things I appreciate about you, and I think we align on this, is you know we we've chosen to work for these organizations because we align with values that they represent you know but it's it's yeah. so much bigger it, this is not just a a podcast or a conversation around thrivent or lcsnw it's about the community and that's multifaceted and that is a lot of partners that have been doing work for a long time some newer than obviously 100 years but um but a lot it, it's not just it takes everybody you know and it takes people with a heart that for their community to do uh, to always stay involved, be on a board, be on a committee. Uh, and I think a lot of your members, a lot of our donors are working in businesses and they are part of this, you know, corporate social responsibility movement. They're part of, you know, the church and corporations and government working together. So we read a lot of negative news, but I see a lot of amazing things happening 
all the yeah. time. And I want to remember that and be reminded of that. And so that's why I like to hang out with people like you, you know, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of hope, you know, and there's a lot of people that want to live life of purpose and meaning. And so, um, yeah, so thanks for taking a minute. And um, I'm hoping people listening kind of learn something maybe about both organizations and um, more ways to kind of get involved if they're interested. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, Elliot, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Phil. All right. Take care. Have a good day. You too.